Hello and welcome to Public Access America. This is Just the Tip. Hey, my name is Jason and we just wrapped up another live stream recording like we do every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on YouTube at Public Access America. And what I wanted to do was help voters educate themselves on the candidates that are available to them. I used the Washington State U.S. Senate race as an example and we talk about some of the issues that are on some of the sites that some of the candidates say are important. And we talk about some of the candidates in the two hours that we do. This is the first episode. I really appreciate you listening. Get to know the people that, you, that you're going to vote for, right? Get to know these people that represent you. Find out if they represent you. Push back. Follow them on Twitter and Facebook. Get to know them and listen to Public Access America to find out how to do that more. How to be reasonable. Let's get into it. Thanks. It's time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because that is how it works. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority, creative minority, creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. ASMR? Yes. Yep. Yes. I don't know. It's just been one of those long weeks, you know what I mean? My roommate asked me, you ready for your podcast? And I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> I never I think am. that's kind of like, I think that's kind of like the joy of it. Uh-huh. This is like, it's like that, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. Whatever we want. Whatever we want. I mean, it goes sideways all the times and that's what it's about. Conversation right. isn't about um, an agenda, right? It's just kind of about teaching people how to communicate i guess yeah yeah like we have we have topics so you know oh, yeah. there's there's like there's like things that we're like okay you know here's some things we might talk about mm-hmm. sometimes we get through the list sometimes we touch one <laughs> that's what and i, I don't even have the list so i have no idea what the you know other than like <laughs> what you might send me in the week right yeah so well that's the thing i just try and fill my head with as much as possible you know what i mean um mm-hmm. i did want I, I was thinking about i was watching some of this stuff about uh pennsylvania and the governor's race i gotta tell you every time i watch the news cable news i get so scared and angry for our country i just get so mad like we're like this fight like we're sinking in quicksand and i can't breathe but then when i go and i like talk to people or i research candidates i realize that's that's uh 75 really not true you know what i mean that mm-hmm. there's candidates out there that try and perpetuate the stereotype i talked to you about that during the week and we're not going to amplify that but then you said something really smart and it was I don't really care about that until the primary. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about mm-hmm. him until the general. It's a primary. And that made me think, right. what are some of the other options out there, right? Like, we're told that mm-hmm. all Republicans are like super MAGA, you know? And so I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to use the Washington State Senate race to begin to help people learn how to pick a candidate ahead of these elections like if it matters mm-hmm. to if it matters to you you know what i mean right yeah so. like and that's and i think that's you know one of the things that you know even in in public discourse you know we've gotten to the point where every republican is MAGA, and we know uh-huh. that's clearly not true i thought it was and and, and I, I knew it wasn't because i know plenty of republicans <laughs> who are not MAGA. And they're like 
I don't get it. Right. Like, like, you know, I liked his, I liked some of his policies. I didn't like the Twitter. I didn't like the mm-hmm. the constant bickering, and 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 overwhelmingly, you know, the funny thing is, is that you know, the left is easy, you know, quick to hammer on, you know, the the problems with, you know, the mainstream media when it benefits them, right? You know, and and in this case, Fox News. You know, most of it, you know, I wouldn't even call Newsmax or OAN mainstream media at this point. No, but you wouldn't have called Breitbart a global sensation until it it took over the presidency. So, and that, sorry, Breitbart was kind of, Breitbart was kind of what I wanted this to be, like a bunch of correspondents coming on and talking, but like as the opposition to the radical right logic over there. Right. And so Mm -hmm. that's what we've been working on. And we get some great people on and you're right. We've covered some great topics to help people learn to think better. Like, I mean, we, we talked about thought experiments, which are like my habit, my daily life. We learned about mental Mm -hmm. health and thinking about yourself first, you know, and we've, we've Mm -hmm. taken a lot of steps to work up to just look at a candidate. And if you agree with them, that's your candidate, but look at the opposition too, you know, and I hope and, that and, helps. And, and not just look at a candidate. Like, you know, mm. like, for example, it's like you've got people who are just going to look at left candidates. You've got people who are yeah. just going to look at right candidates. But even then, it's like, you know, try to find the substance in what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, you know, the antith- you know, MAGA is just we're the antithesis of, of Biden, Biden's America. And, and the, there's no actual plan. It's just fuck it we'll wing it and see what sticks to the wall and that's yeah. not a plan and 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 that's largely what i call i call the democrats out for doing mm-hmm. when when they're not in you know in power is that's it's like fuck it we're not the republicans and they just throw out a bunch of you know talking points but no real plan yeah and and look at what's happened 20 different you know, 20 i'm on twitter 20 different talking points a day from one representative it's like we're throwing everything at the wall to see what you care about i really wish a, a representative would be like this is my this is my committee this is what i do and this is what i'm focusing on full force i'm not going to talk about student loans if i'm in the judiciary community committee you know what i mean there's right. messaging per person and the amazing thing is the right I figured out something about the right. The way they message mm-hmm. is they listen to the grassroots conversation and then they lift up the voice with the best message. And then that voice has a homegrown base already. And then it, it slowly gets popular and people are like, I knew him when, so I know him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why we don't trust Rachel Maddow or Tucker Carlson. We don't know them and they will never be on our plane of existence, right? They're always up there with a different message. They're not listening to us go, shut up. You know, they're just, they're just doing their mm-hmm. thing. And what happens a lot is they get four people on to express an opinion. And those people are like, this is my prediction. And it's totally true. You should be scared. And suddenly people are scared at a possibility. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we need to think about other possibilities. We need to think about more optimistic things and looking at some of the candidates. I didn't agree with all the candidates, but I definitely disagreed oh, with one <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. and we're still working on it. I asked a mega candidate three questions. Is Joe Biden president? Um, do you believe in replacement theory? And was one six a peaceful protest? Now this guy tweeted back and forth with me for about 40 tweets and then when I said, you never answered my questions, he said, well, I can't answer every tweet. <laughs> and I, and that's, I find that interesting, that, you know? Well, and that's because, you know, much like anything else, it creates a record. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's easy to, you know, have a phone conversation. And, and this is what you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where I have to slam whatever, you know, former officials, whatever the media is. You know, one of the things that we've seen the rise of all too often is is where, you know, you've got like for example, right now, Esper is coming out, you know, with a bunch of different stuff for his book saying yeah. Trump wanted to bomb the cartels in Mexico with missiles. And mm-hmm. I'm going like a timeout for a second here. 
You mean to tell me that this worried you, but not so much that you would want to be like, you know what, shit, this is going to make great sales for my book. Not right. We had a president who thought that they could just launch, launch missiles at our southern neighbor. Like, what the fuck? But are you surprised? You wanted a guy without a, out-of-the-box thinking, and in a critical moment, he came out with an out-of-the-box thought. Was it... Was it government approved? No, but you know, a lot of Thankfully. people think, can we just blow up the cartels? At least there was somebody in the office saying, can we do this? You know? <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I would have had a problem if he had done it, but I also had a problem with him bombing Russian um, runways in Syria to prove a point about some red line that Obama failed to to reach you know right and that was that was a huge issue too and i mm -hmm. said number one you know that the russians got warned hey we're gonna launch cruise missiles exactly at the, and 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 by by default because the syrians were using that runway the syrians knew we were gonna bomb it and so there wasn't there really wasn't anything that happened no but he was uh he was a what is that a tv candidate you know every mm -hmm. every move was another episode to him and i think he he was playing the role of a president, the role he thought a president should be, right? But that wasn't really Donald right. Trump. And I wish I could just tell of Donald Trump. I remember him on on Donahue in the eighties. That dude was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like he was just laid Cocaine back. Cocaine does that to people, yeah, though. Laid back, chill, <laughs> New York sort of pompous. And it was like, all right, I can I can take you. But now he's just this bitter, angry, retired Florida guy that's just yelling into the wind. And I wish I knew why he couldn't go back to just being the what the fuck, I'm a golfer. I don't care guy, you know? Well, that's because, you know, power corrupts yeah. and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And then Thus, why I have such a problem with the system as it is, yeah. because you you have so many people who go into the system and come out of it absolutely corrupted, and mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, you know, it's it's just one of those things about the nature of being the head of a country is yeah. if you don't think your candidate has been corrupted in some way, shape, or form, you you have to look at it two ways. Like for example, this is this, like I was reading the news this morning and. You know, the media is going, oh, Donald Trump Jr. in the center of this, you know, illegal poaching camp, you know, Ill illegal poaching mm -hmm. uh, thing. And I'm going, what the fuck? And so I start looking at the article and it is the most clickbaity bullshit ever because yeah. it was like this, you know, Donald Trump Jr. decided to go hunting mm -hmm. for a bear, hired a guide, went and shot a bear and was none the wiser at the fact that this fucking guide had been illegally baiting bears. Oh, okay. And so, and so it's like, there's there, you know, and we've seen this clear back to this whole Russian collusion campaign uh -huh. too. Like this, we constantly get caught up with this, you know, you know, and, and, and I say we, the Royal we, yeah. but like, for example, you had this whole, like, he's a criminal mastermind, but he's a fucking dunce at the same time. I'm right. Like, that's not how this works. Either the guy's an idiot or the guy is a savant. You know, uh -huh. it's not this idiot savant. He's a, he's a bull in a china shop. That's what he so, was meant to be, a wrecking ball in a gymnasium. Mm -hmm. That's all. <laughs> and so you end up with this issue of, you know, is it really the person or is it the people surrounding the person? Yeah. Because you know damn good and well that this dude knew that if Don Jr. shot a bear, on one of his guided hunts, mm -hmm. this dude was going to book bigger, more expensive clients. Yeah. Because, because of the name value, you have people that use the name value for their own gain. And you saw that with a bunch of the people surrounding fucking Trump, you know, with Manafort and Flynn and yeah. Giuliani and all of these people use the name power to make themselves famous. Well, and yeah. that's, and, and, and that's, and, and you can try and call it collusion, but you know, when you are someone who surrounds yourself with shady people, don't be surprised when shady people do shady shit. And don't, and that's for that whole, like, I only choose the best, but then all the best seem to keep getting in trouble. <laughs> I, well, which is why he's more of an idiot than he is an actual like genius. I, the yeah. dude constantly has people surrounding him that are fucking up and getting in trouble. And the good ones that he had surrounded himself with fucking quit. <laughs> Well, they had no choice to quit because what Donald Trump was a pastry chef on a forklift. 
You know what I mean? He was he was, he was not he was, forklift certified. He, he was yeah, he was a ballerina <laughs> on a road crew. Like he might be I think he's pretty savvy and pretty smart in sizing people up, right? But I don't think like Ron DeSantis and some of these other candidates, like uh I don't know the the governor on the Republican side in Pennsylvania. They do not know law. And so we're asking we're asking our waitress at Denny's to protect our rights. And it's not working. We need to have a base like qualifying criteria for some of these candidates because they're making laws and if they don't know what laws are out there, they don't know what laws they're trampling on. And then of course that becomes a court battle and then it becomes which law the new law or the old law and then that's i wouldn't even say that that's that they don't know the law it's a, it's i would argue that it's more along the lines of most of these people live in a system where they do get to trample on the laws why they got the money to hire the lawyers to yeah. bury it in legal bullshit right. for years until somebody just drops it and says fuck it this isn't worth it right they want to tax it's the that, they, they're the raptors testing the fences, right? Exactly. Everywhere. It's, it's it's you know, it's I would say that it's it's not that it's not that they know what they're challenging. It's that they want to do something and then they hire the person that's going to challenge it. Right. You know, so I don't think it's I don't think it's really this case of, you know, legal minded, magical, intelligent maneuvering. I think it's oh, no. I want to do this. Hey, lawyer, how the fuck do we make this happen? I'll let you figure this out. I don't even think it's that. I think it's one guy that isn't a lawyer talking to a state house full of representatives that aren't lawyers saying, what can we do? Let's just write it and pass it. I don't even think there's any legal thought about it, honestly. Which is entirely possible, too. That's <clears throat> my theory. And that's why it's so important to learn about the candidates. Look, if you wanted to get pest control for your house and you had Terminex and Orkin come in and Orkin was like, this guy sucks. He's a pedophile. I mean, is that how you would pick your, your bug control? You should, and these people are in charge of your lives, not your pest control. So I think we need to put a little thought into it. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it's, it's that magical, it's that magical. Oh, if everybody's, you know, yeah. like, I mean, if, if, if every official in the government is a pedophile, then we have some we have some real fucked up laws on the books that are allowing these people to be uh fucking yeah. representatives or whatever have you or you know somebody's lying through their fucking teeth and that's the actual reality of it. Well there's a, there's a weird truth about America First movement. They're redefining terms and words. So patriotism means sedition. But to them it still means patriotism, but now it's defined by the ma ma majority of society is sedition. They're changing the definitions of words so they know what they're talking about, but it sounds reasonable to us. Oh, he's a patriot. It's, yeah, no, he's it's, co it's code switching is all it is. Right. It's just code switching. Code, we should do an episode on code switching to explain to people what that's like. I do have a question you know, about something you were talking about, though. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump's son. Um, does that matter? Like, let me ask you something. Does Hunter Biden matter to you more than any other issue that a U.S. senator could want to address? All right. Here's <clears throat> if this were just a case of did Hunter Biden look up some really creepy shit on his laptop? No. Does it matter to me? No. And, and it's not because I don't, you know, if he looked up really creepy shit, you know, I think that the justice system needs to do something about it. I think the issue that matters to me is, is our, our, let me put this right. Mm -hmm. Is his dad putting leverage on the system to not prosecute? I think that's the real question because, you know, you know, we've, we've seen this play out in a bunch of different ways where, you know, the person at top puts leverage on someone to either prosecute or not prosecute. Of course. And, and I think that in itself is a legitimate complaint, but I also think that we have plenty of different ways that this could be decided on. And what I think that there needs to be is there needs to be um, <clears throat> a Senate committee that, you know, if there isn't a, you know, that may not exist in entirety, 
But, you know, the top two Republicans, and the top two Democrats get together and then they pick a special prosecutor for stuff like this, Whoa. where, you know, like like a Mueller or a and John Durham, that, who's currently investigating. You know, and I don't know, is he is, is I honestly haven't seen as he was he especially appointed prosecutor yeah, for this. By, well, he was specially appointed to get to behind the voter fraud well, who was and he a, Hunter Biden. Yes, he was appointed by Bill Barr. He, he was appointed by Bill Barr. And he's okay. still there. Like, Democrats are afraid to get rid of him because then everybody will scream cover-up. So they're just letting him work. And he hasn't come right. up with much. But you got to, at some point, you got to, yeah, I don't. Uh, and that's, and that's oh, here's the tough. other one. There's inspectors general all over the DOJ that investigate everything going on there. You know, so he Biden would have to put still pressure political. on them. And, and that's the thing is, no, he doesn't. He only has to put pressure on their boss. Hmm. So America and, 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 and his boss and, and their boss would just have to be like, no, our priority is this at this time. Okay. And, and so you, legitimately it's like, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, there should be something out there that just, you know, personally the whole, whether or not, you know, the election was rigged or, okay. you know, Hunter Biden, I think in, in, in this particular, we don't, case, we don't have to put those two together, by the way, we can, keep right. Hunter's I wouldn't, separate. I wouldn't want the, like, right, I would right. want a special prosecutor for one and a special prosecutor for the other. I gotcha. Something where it's, you know, it's, it's outside of Biden's touch. It's outside of, you know, it, it, it's literally just, you know, the top, the top four senators, uh, well, in, yeah. in the Senate we've talked, that are just saying, Hey, we're going to have this person investigate this thing. So we've talked about like a standing committee that just investigates the executive branches oversight to recreate mm -hmm. a report at the end of every presidency. So we're, we're, we're for, Maybe oh, that's I'm something. for oversight, but now here's my question. Absolutely. Okay. Joe Biden. Maybe he talked to Merrick Garland. I really think Joe Biden believes that he'll get caught in anything he does. So I don't really see him straying that far. But if he does, okay, and he talked to Merrick Garland and said, but your priority should be this and not that. Okay, he did that. Now, in the rank of importance of things going on in America, where does that fall on the list? Is that like a one, two, three priority? Or is that like a 50, 49, 48 priority um you know what i mean well that like well once again that depends on what the what the focus of the issue is if the focus of the issues is, is whether or not hunter you know hunter had it but that's why i'm saying if the focus is just did hunter do something mm -hmm. that is illegal by any other stretch right then the answer is yeah it's it's down towards every other person who looks up something bad on their fucking computer and do you think that there's proof that he did something bad there's something that warranted a warrants a bloodhound i'm just i didn't know like to me well hunter Biden doesn't he doesn't matter to me when it comes to women's rights or disability rights or climate change or like well, inflation is, or baby formula i don't know where hunter ranks and all of that like well, mega thing thinks is, that's a top one two three priority i'm saying yes it should be investigated but i don't want to i don't want to elect a senator solely to do that you know what i mean well here's the issue uh, should a senator be elected solely to do that no but if there really truly is and what it sounds mm -hmm. like is that there is a possibility that there might be child abuse that is on that laptop and i want to know and and th then i think absolutely it's it is important but i'd still put it as not one of the like top priorities of you know a senate or a house or anything like that sure. it's a matter for normal courses of justice i would say it the falls issue, to the, the state that he lives in because if he has if he has child child, child stuff, stuff is stuff, federal well yeah but it that's, starts local the local takes it it doesn't start it doesn't start with the the attorney general of the well, United States. Nothing does. Well, the problem you know is, is that I mean? it didn't. It, no, it didn't start with okay. that. Though. It that's had to start thing, with a it? report of a crime. Well, and that's the thing is, the, it started with a this was Hunter Biden's laptop to the FBI, maybe right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which you know you had several different issues that started out with this okay. was number one was you know was this actually something that you know a foreign agency tried to plan yeah. in order to sow discord in the election okay when when that became when it became real you know when it became real that it was actually his laptop then the question is is okay you know with the materials that were found on it then is it something that was actually put on his laptop or was it something that he actually did right. and as somebody who has 
actually um, practiced, uh, you know, has actually worked with uh-huh. forensic teams on sure, sure. things like like child pornography and technology. I actually have experience in this. This is not like this isn't something that moves fast. It never is, and it really like trying to figure out what is the likelihood that this person actually downloaded this or it was it somebody who had access to this person's machine because mm-hmm. that's one of the things that you have to keep in mind like they the the laws themselves are kind of all over the place like sure we have to go after the person who has the knowledge of the material and most of the time and i say this sweepingly it's the person who owns the machine however let's be real honest how many people have access to somebody else's machine mm-hmm. it depends on the scenario uh, the environment that they live in of course you know is it likely that an aide of hunter biden's had access to this laptop probably okay because I, I don't, I don't... let's be real honest if he's you know if he's like hey i'm you know i need you to do x y and z for me and you know he's handing off technology because it's got you know his passwords and all sure, that other stuff sure. on it it's entirely possible but there's also the reality that this was just hunter biden doing this shit. okay so like i said the issue you have to look at this this is a tough one because i understand why the other side cares about this i don't so think it's a tough if one. it is and and i do the reason why is is that you don't have any proof that there hasn't been some type of pressure to keep this from being prosecuted but there's no really proof don't. that you that it is you well, and that's the thing you, you're dealing with the federal government though it's not like it's like everything's out in the open because yeah. if it was out in the open great we would know the answer sure. to this sure but I, we also know that the feds selectively prosecute whatever they want you know and especially yes. by party when they're in office and that's the issue i don't know if and well, i would say overarching okay. the issue is is that the republicans are going this is the kind of shit we would do how would how would, we have no proof that we have no proof that the democrats aren't doing that either. how would the doj cycle their cases through a political filter like they come in through tip lines and reports like i don't see merrick garland being the funnel point for all of that i don't know and and i know that like they didn't eliminate every prosecutor in the doj when trump left so i know there there has to be a mix of but here's what you here's what you do you don't you don't strictly come out and say this isn't a priority what you do is you reassign mm. assets to other things so you put i got gotcha. uh you give you you give that person less resources in order to do their job it's a consistent thing that you do with any administration the republicans do okay. it in order for their priorities the democrats do right it for theirs. priorities it's, i get and that's well, the that's, thing is it's not like this overt i want you to not focus on this a lot of the times it's simply here's what our focus is take whatever resources you need in order to get this done yeah there are conversations that are always off the record and yeah, that's yeah, the biggest yeah. problem is it it's like you, we we absolutely because you know damn good and well we've had this issue with the republicans where they have conversations off the record and and you know we're dealing with this with the one six investigation there's a lot of off the record fucking conversations yeah, they, and republicans had their priorities democrats have their priorities i'm i'm not exactly i'm not knocking that I, I I hope the prosecutors are even minded, like the investigators, right. the agents. I hope they're technocratic or nonpartisan. I don't really care if Merrick Garland decides to go after voter, you know, suppression and mm-hmm. what that doesn't that doesn't matter to me. If everything is there. What I have an issue with is okay, you want a committee to investigate hunter biden i say you take that committee and you say we are investigating any sexual child misconduct within the families of any political person you can't you can't do that that's the problem i don't understand focusing on hunter biden just because he's hunter biden so the reason why you pick special prosecutors is is that they are very narrow in focus. oh i thought we were talking about a committee like two republicans well, the, two the, democrats no 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 the that committee literally just picks a special prosecutor ah. the thing about special prosecutors 
is is that they are very narrow and yeah, focused. Okay, they're supposed yeah, to be that. very, very, very narrow I get and focused. That. That's why Mueller That's didn't why. look into Trump's finances. That wasn't as exactly. Yeah. And I'm okay. No, with, it's I'm okay extremely with narrow, and 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 that's what you want. Mm. And and the thing is, is that through the normal course of investigation, if you come up with something that gets handed off to, you know, whatever standard law enforcement see, I, that I, comes up, I see, I see a sex crimes unit, and I see Hunter Biden as one of fifty files. You know what I mean? Like that's, I don't, and that I don't could see absolutely be the case. Merrick Garland holding it, saying I don't know where to give that. I think it just goes into the cycle of shit, and I think people are looking at it, and then the, an answer will come out, right? But I think they're looking at everything for their own sake too. I think they're looking at themselves, going, "Was that a crime that uh, Eric Swalwell just did?" You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So, so I think everyone's being looked at all the time. I just don't. I don't think Hunter right or or the uh, election fraud i think that's past stuff the truth is is if donald trump won he would be sitting in the oval office so if he won mm -hmm. he's a loser because he isn't in it you know what i mean well I, but I, here's what i would also say that every crime is past stuff and that's the, that's the <laughs> reality of it we yeah. don't have a future crimes unit right. this isn't this isn't minority report well i yo it, it, it's been investigated I mean, you know what I mean? And I think Hunter will be investigated too. I think that's just the way the world right. works. So you're, you're, uh, let's see, wait, did you want to finish up on that? Nah, that's good. All right. Your Senator is your Senator is Patty Murray, right? And she yes. is in the realm of progressive. She is more of a, I would say moderate, uh, progressive. Yes. And she's been there 30 years. So she is the candidate to beat, right? And she's on some mm -hmm. committees. She is, what I found out was that is she is the most senior female Democrat in the Senate. And so mm -hmm. that alone is something to consider. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, Patty is pro-choice and progressive. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's see. Uh, she's for paid family leave and equal pay. Mm -hmm. We did reach out to her to ask her for some of her top priorities. She did not respond, but she is here. Here it is. She is the chair of the health education, labor and pensions committee. And I don't know, mm -hmm. you have to be real careful when you're taking that kind of, um, knowledge out of a system, but we are always a support younger candidates right and so that's a tough one for me do you know anything about patty murray does she matter to you at all um i mean the thing about the thing about her is is that you know like in in our like in a state like washington where it is you know seattle pretty much dictates who's gonna get what okay you know it's whether or not i supported her support her is, is entirely you know doesn't matter <laughs> it's, it's like unless unless she did something like so heinous and so egregious like <laughs> for example unless unless she was you know flat out comes out and says you know that she's in favor of like you know the transgender bans like right. most of what she's going to do is you know what i would consider normal course of of you know senate business is there she's gonna she's gonna say all the she's gonna say all the buzzwords i mean she's been at this for 30 years she's pro you know pro uh choice yeah. she's pro union she's pro you know all of these different things that most people tend to just be like yeah that's what i want and that's how i feel and or, or even beyond that mo you know the fact that the color is blue the letter is d most people aren't even going to look beyond that. there's younger people are looking for two unique things but i have a question is there resentment in Washington state about that divide? Like, does the rest of the state kind of lean more right because Seattle is like, we're taking control of everything and what we say goes? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. In fact, like, you know, realistically, it's like Thurston, Pierce, uh, King and Snohomish are like very, very blue, but that's also where like 80% of the population lives, right, right. Is, is in those four counties. And then everywhere else is like rural, stark red. Mm -hmm. I think Spokane is maybe the one place where you might have like a small pocket of blue. But is it? But even then, Spokane is mostly red. But some of it, it's some of its farm values, conservative values, and some absolutely. of it, some of its fuck you libs, right? Like, yes, I know. Absolutely, I know. Adam is more of a fuck you libs. <laughs> you can't have everything kind of guy, you know. And I respect that. That's what I respect about him. 
right. Um, I'm just more like fuck the system, period. Yeah. There's two things, there's two things that younger voters are looking for, and it's term limits, and it is mm-hmm. not taking PAC money or corporate donations. They want yes. these two things. And I mentioned that to Pramaya Jayapal. Like we need representatives that aren't going to be taking money from people they're in charge of taxing. And that makes sense to me, right? Doesn't that make yeah. sense? Like if you're going to yes. be taxing them, you shouldn't be taking money because if you're yeah. if you're cutting their taxes so they can give you money, you're taking money out of the treasury, right? Here's the thing. If if you're a business and you're donating to a candidate, are you donating just because you love the message? Right. Or are you donating because you expect something in return for that yeah, donation? Ick. You expect some representation for your own special interests. Yeah. That's the reality. Let's investigate now, the that is, and then Hunter Biden. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> and the reality is, is that, you know, PACs were set up as a way for corporations to dump money in yeah. to generalized candidates. And that way they could have plausible deniability in this whole issue of am I being represented, you know, am I only donating so that way I can get political favor garnered? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. It's just more steps to make it look like you're not. That's the reality. Exactly. And and that's the and that's one of the biggest issues and frustrations is is that you know, yes. you look at the amount of money that some of these corporations spend on political candidates, it's like they're the same people who sit down and tell you, "Oh no, we can't afford benefits for our employees." Yes. Meanwhile, they're making 10, 20, 30 million dollar donations to these freaking political campaigns and it's like no, you can. You don't want to. That's the difference. Right. And then there's the UDC who spent $2 million in one house district in Pennsylvania, uh, some, yeah. summer, some, you know, and they're, they're, what is that? It goes back to Israeli money and we give Israel money, like just stay out of our politics, you know, and they're going <clears throat> after Democrats saying they're not progressive enough. It's so gross and weird. And people are getting their information from these 30 second attack ads. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. Patty Murray and, might and be so, decent. She might have her flaws. And we asked people to give us the good and the bad. We asked Patty Murray to respond to everything. And she has yet to, but she's busy. I think she has, she needs to staff up because there's an election coming and people have questions <laughs> well and and when you look at what that political favor looks like mm-hmm. in those donations yeah now you're starting to see what that looks like when you don't play by the rules that parties establish for you and 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 you know desantis here's the thing is do i do i agree with you know why desantis you know is trying to remove disney's uh tax shield no mm. Do I think the tax shield should have been removed anyways? Yes. Well, Democrats were talking about it three months before he suggested it. They wanted yep. they wanted to review it. And so, yeah, I think there's a lot of rhetoric but, around but DeSantis' purpose. Absolutely. Well, and oh, absolutely. Because, you know, it wasn't that it's like, you know, are you, are you doing something in a way that is really kind of yikes and cringy, right. you know, because like, you know, the, the reason why you know disney has donated to you know republicans in florida so much is because they garnered special favor yeah, through this special tax district right. but now that that special tax tax district has been you know is in the process of being removed mm-hmm. you know and then comes the question of you know does disney continue to donate to all these different political you know things yes it's really hard to sit down like especially as we're moving into pride month like it is really hard yeah. for anybody to take you seriously when you put all the rainbows up and say we're pro LGBTQ, mm-hmm. but then constantly donate to Republican PACs. Right. Nobody believes you. You're a shithead. Well, they need to donate right now because DeSantis says we're going to negotiate for the next year. <laughs> and that's how he's going to get his presidential fund filled from Disney saying we'll donate to you, but fix and this tax and, thing. Fix this tax and, thing. And that's where people need to pay attention yeah. because if, if, uh, if Disney is willing to throw money at DeSantis yep. in order to keep their tax shield in place, then, you know, damn good and well, Disney doesn't give a shit about LGBTQ rights. That's right. But if they say, you know what, fuck you, we're actually going to stick to a value mm-hmm. that we've you know come out and said out loud yep. and we're not going to, you know, you know, say maybe not donate to, you know, any political campaigns at all. That's my or dream. That's purposefully, my dream. Or purposefully donate to the left. Yeah. You know that's gonna that's gonna speak uh, louder 
than if that's going to speak very loud. I mean, in in maybe a light more favorable to Disney, but why would Disney, at the same time, why would Disney donate to either one when both said that they wanted to do exactly what happened? Yeah. And and I think that's what corporations need to realize yeah. is is that the favors that they have garnered uh -huh. only exist as long as they tow the line that is set for them. Right. And we're also paying these people hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to do the job. We're also giving them free insurance. We're also giving them a place <clears throat> to live. Uh, candidates are on what I call the elite welfare system. Like there's no difference between, um, DeSantis living in his public housing or somebody else. The difference is who gets funded. There's never going to be a problem in the executive public housing, but the rest of public mm -hmm. housing is going to get worse. Yep. And that's the problem. So, so uh, Disney is going to be one to keep your eyes on yeah. and see what they do mm -hmm. because they're going to say a lot of pretty nice words, really catchy <laughs> yeah. things that, you know, make everybody feel warm and fuzzy. Uh -huh. But the moment that they start, you know, spending money on Republicans, yeah. it's, you know, it's a fucking front. Well, it's, that's all it is. It's like, you can't sit down and say you have these values, but then donate to people who actively are banning those things. Maybe it like, doesn't make any fucking sense. Like filming a movie in the former Uyghur lands while Uyghurs are being oppressed, punished and brainwashed and murdered. Like, yeah, we know where you are, Disney. You know what I mean? I know where Disney is. And I don't know. I don't. I, some people like you, just say, there's this theory. Oh, I just want to do it. Or I'm just not going to. You know, I might like Northern yeah. Toilet Paper better, but the Koch brothers make that. And that funds Republican agendas. So I don't use Northern. I use the Bear because the Bear is donates more to equal. They both. Georgia Pacific donates equally to Republican and Democrat, and I respect that. If you're going to donate, you know what I mean? In which case, for me, like, you know, I get it. I get why they want they they want to donate mm. to political causes, especially in this environment. But to me, it's, you know, uh, the way that I see it is, is that, you know, none of these people really garner the, the favors that you want, number one. Right. And number two, you're always, you know, that favor only exists as long as you donate. The moment that you stop donating right. or the moment that you start saying something that doesn't, you know, toe the line, mm -hmm. they're going to take that away. So why spend your fucking money on that? You right. can literally spend your money. You know, you could literally take that money, donate it to charity, and use it as a tax write-off. Personally, I think one of the things that uh, both Republicans and Democrats need to talk about is I knew shoes lifting, for your employees. <laughs> well, lifting the number, lifting the amount of charity that they're able to donate to. I like because that too. you know because it, because realistically, like you know, most I think it's like ten million dollars right now is what they're you're allowed to, or up to ten percent oh. of uh, of your um, your income. Okay. So to me, it's like there that needs to change. Okay. There's you can do more with that. So I did dig up one sort of knack on Patty Murray. Somebody on Twitter offered it. And I'm going to be honest, this person had like 150 followers, and I didn't know whether to believe them or not. And so I looked it up. It's an ABC law in California, and I thought that was going to be like a vaccine mm -hmm. thing. And I was like, oh, this is a vaxxer thing. But then I independently went and looked it up and found a government page and then i read it and i was like i'm so confused <laughs> the one the one that you sent me yesterday yeah and and somebody said patty murray wants to make that a federal thing i have no proof of that i couldn't find anything mm. in where patty said that but just in case she does what is an abc law could that really hurt people okay so uh i i got a chance to read this yesterday Thank you. um it was short uh, it was short right it was short it was short um, but these are what we call the Uber and Lyft laws. Mm -hmm. um, Instacarts so, and stuff, right? So the idea is, is that, you know, what you have is you have this weird kind of gig economy right now. Mm -hmm. So the, the, you know, Uber, Uber, Lyft, uh, DoorDash, things like that. The idea is, is that the corporation, you know, creates a platform, uh, where you can where one person can order food and all this other fun stuff and then that platform then puts that up for grabs and says hey there's an order go pick this up or hey there's a somebody needing a ride go pick them up 
and then you know these drivers either a get assigned these or b can pick their fares it's kind of been you know a bit up in the air how they do that um they kind of change back and forth a little bit but the idea is is, is that uber is literally just a tech platform that the people that are doing this are independent contractors um that are that are doing the actual picking up and dropping off their you know, they only get paid for job completion. They don't get paid, you know, any other way. The problem is, is, is that, you know, you have a bunch of different, you have a bunch of different rules that you have to, you know, abide by. Mm -hmm. And because of the way that it's paid out, you don't, you know, you're getting paid by task completion. You're not getting paid uh, as a full-time employee. You're not getting paid uh, benefits. You're not getting paid all these other things, you know, and it's kind of this weird realm between you're a tech company, but you're also a company that literally, you know, your business only works because you have quote unquote independent contractors. Right. So it's, it's, these laws are really interesting and really tough in a number of ways. Oh. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, what do you know about the realm of independent contractors? Nothing. Well, I know okay. it was created so you didn't have to pay for health insurance. <laughs> no, nope. not even that. Okay. No. So independent contractors, this goes well beyond Uber and Lyft and things like that. Independent contractors are people that, you know, they don't want to work for a corporation, mm -hmm. but they fulfill a specific role. Sometimes it's consulting, sometimes it's technical expertise. Sure. And they get paid based on the job that they're doing. So, for example, Here's where independent contractors, I would say, very are, are are very different from what Uber does. So if I go out to be an independent contractor, which I have done several times, um, what I do is I I go, you know, somebody says, "Hey, I need somebody who's a business consultant," and I say, "Yo, look, I can do that. I happen to have several degrees. Mm -hmm. I happen to know." a law i happen to know a lot of different things about setting up you know about running a business and the other guys things are pedophile, where I can... so pick me right <laughs> not even anything political <laughs> like that uh so what happens i love is, how pedophilia it... is political <laughs> so what happens is you know i say you know hey look i check all of those boxes mm -hmm. here is my rate for doing the job you know this is what you get when I come in and consult for you, this is what happens after I get done consulting for you, you know, and, and I set the rate and I'm like, this is my worth contract. You work. can pay me for what I do or don't. Right. The thing about what Uber does is, you know, the people who work for Uber, the way that they have done this is people can absolutely set their worth, but you get punished in multiple ways. Number one, if you don't take a specific number of jobs, the the jobs that you get that have lower delivery fees or lower tips will get assigned to you. Ah. So you get punished for not just taking everything. So number so you can't really set your own you can't really set your own rate. Your right. Own rate. And number two is is that you're hinging that idea on what other people are willing to pay not this is my rate right and so that's where what uber and lyft do are drastically different from what an independent contractor really does i get it and the court battle that has played out is is that you know people aren't setting their rate the corporations are and if you don't take everything that gets thrown out to you, you get punished and get paid lower. So if you're and guess what that is? That that looks more like employment. If you know this is what we're going to pay you, not this is my rate, you can either hire me or don't. So if a corporation sets the rules of the job, you're an employee of the corporation because they're restricting your independence. No, I don't get no. I don't get it <laughs> no so so with any independent contractor there are rules so it's like here yeah. are all the things that i do right this is what my rate is the corporation can then say okay cool we're willing <gasps> ah. to pay that here are the rules for this relationship okay. i do, and this is something that i focus on i do a lot you know i work on the legal side of this now where it's like okay we're going to hire you but here are the rules you have to abide by aka your master service agreement. right 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 
it's like you know you have to do x y and z with your technology and you have to have x y and z insurance you you have to sign a non-disclosure right you have to do you have you have to have certain things in place well you have terms they have terms Exactly. And and that's what the negotiation is, is, is that when, when there's an independent contractor being hired either, but you know, if I was the independent contractor or I'm the person working on the legal uh-huh. agreement to hire an independent contractor, what happens is, is that we have to come to agreement on the terms. And sometimes that means we have to change a couple of things. Sometimes that means they have to change a couple of right, things. Right, right. That's part of the negotiation. There is no negotiation with Uber and Lyft. It's these are the terms or don't drive for us, period, end of story. So so the way that this has worked is is that Uber and Lyft are trying to say, we're not employers. These guys are independent contractors. But as independent contractors, they don't get to set any of the terms. They don't get to say what what their value is. They don't get to say what their reimbursement is. They don't get to say any of this. Right. That's what I was getting at before. And, and, and the idea behind it was, is, is that, you know, these were people who had a little bit of extra time on their hand and they just wanted to make a little bit of extra cash because they had a vehicle and, and they were just looking at something. But there's people out there that legitimately do this as their full-time job. Mm -hmm. They hustle. And so they know the spots, they know where to go. They know the times. Yeah, exactly. And so now you run into this issue of this was built to be true gig work. It's like, Hey, you know, nobody's asking you to do this. You know, we're not paying you anything special to do this. Right. This is legitimately just, you know, if you want to make some extra cash and you got the time and the vehicle to do it. Yeah. Great. Here's your possibility. So there's people, there there's are people, people that'll turn on their app for like an hour or two, right? A couple hours, and you know, maybe on a Saturday right. and, and, and make some, make some extra money on yeah. it. There, but but here's the thing: is is that if you don't have a whole lot of ratings, if you don't have a uh-huh. whole lot of positive ratings, you're not going to get picked. You don't get to get. You don't really get a whole lot of jobs right. unless like the demand is super high, and then you end up with the issue of some markets are super saturated. Yeah. So all of these people are competing to do the same job, unlike a independent contractor where. I, you know, when I get signed on, I'm not competing with anybody else to do my job. I'm doing my job. Right. And so this model has varied extremely far from what independent contractors actually look like more towards more towards actual employment, but somehow competitive employment. It's a really fucked up scenario to be perfectly honest. And that's what I was getting at. There's a line in there that says, Unless otherwise specified by the corporation, these people will be considered employees. And I was like, is that bad? That sounds good. Well, and that's, and that's where I would say that this gets really tough. Does that mean more taxes or less taxes? Like this is a whole tax designation thing, right? So, so here's where this gets, here's where this gets tricky. It gets tricky really fast. As an independent contractor, because this would apply to all independent contractors. Mm -hmm. I, the whole point of, you know, like for somebody in my skill set is that I am making X amount of money, probably well above what the market rate is as an employee of an organization. Okay. In that I am expected to, you know, pay for my own healthcare. I'm expected to file my own taxes. Mm. I am expected to do my job. Right. All without the limitations of, you know, whatever the corporation sets for me. So like it's, there are benefits to being an employee of an organization, Mm -hmm. but as an independent contractor, there are benefits to not being a part of an organization. Like for example, something really small and really stupid. Um, as, as an employee of an organization, I got to show up wearing the brand. I got to have the nice shirt, yeah, the nice I got shoes, you. Right. all this that has all the company logos on it. And if I don't want to do that as an independent contractor, I'm not, a, I'm not bound to that because I'm not an employee of the organization. That right. doesn't count. Towards me. Okay. I get to set my own dress code or, um, you as an employee, as an employee, you have to be, you know, you have to be here from eight until five yeah. and you have to have an hour lunch break and you have to, well, as an independent contractor, maybe my hours are six to six mm-hmm. and I, it's, you know, I'm not, uh, constantly on all the time, but right. it's like during six to six, you can get a hold of me 
and I will, I will take up whatever issues you have, but you know, it allows me the flexibility to say, take my dog out for a walk, go get my oil changed, go to a doctor's appointment. It's like, I'm not bound by the same rules as an employee is. Right. That makes sense. From, but now there are downsides. For example, it's up to me to make sure that I pay my taxes. It's up to me to make sure that I'm saving for retirement. Oh, it's yeah. up to me to make sure that, um, you know, I'm charging my value and not getting worked beyond that. Right. Whereas, you know, as an employee, it's like, this is your job. This is what you do. You do this. Right. You know, and, and you deal with scope creep differently as, um, as an employee versus as an independent contractor. So for example, as and what, do you know what scope creep is? No. Okay. Scope creep is, so as an independent contractor, you, you, what you do is you specify and you say, this is what I'm going to do for your corporation. I'm going to perform X, Y, and Z tasks or complete X, Y, and Z milestones. Within that, these are the things that I will do. If the company says, Hey, we'd like you to do this. Yeah. That's outside of scope. Right. I don't have to do that. But if you would like me to do that, we can renegotiate the contract and you can pay me more to do that. Mm. And independent contractors do that all the time. But can't you just do it? Can't you just, can't you just do it? It needs to get done that's right what, now. It, I, I, and that's what companies do. And the yeah, answer is as, as, as an independent contractor, I say, I can do it right now. Here is the price. If you are willing to sign an agreement, yeah. we can add that in. I didn't know there was as a word an employee, for that. though. As an employee, though, we have a word for scope creep in our contracts, and it's called and other duties as assigned. Uh-huh. And it is bullshit. I hate that fucking phrase, and I've dealt with that from private to federal. Mm. Everybody has and other duties as assigned, and that is their way of scope creeping. Yeah. Ew. It's like, oh, you know, I need you to do this. Well, that's not in my job description. Yeah. It no, is. it is right here. Is. See, and other duties as a son. Right. It's like Amendment and Nine. It's bullshit. <laughs> Amen- it's a. It's bullshit. Is what it is. That's and funny. other duties as assigned is bullshit. Yeah. It is a way to throw work onto people who might already be overworked. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, back to independent contractors. Yeah, yeah. In the case of Uber and Lyft and all these other organizations. You know, you, yeah, you don't have any other job. It, uh, you don't get scope creep. It's literally, you go pick up the person, you go pick up the thing, you deliver it to the place. That is literally the entire scope of your agreement. Mm-hmm. Other than don't go speeding and don't do all these other things that you can get busted for and, you know, get fired uh, for. Okay. Well, here's another question. Uh, There's a line that says, wait, the person performs work is outside oh, i had it and then i lost it uh no i lost it i'm sorry this says that it, it protects unfair competition for businesses um i don't i don't I didn't necessarily get agree with that okay so uh, so like unfair competition for businesses yeah, i yeah, think yeah. what they're trying to say is is, is that uh, so like, for example, taxi companies have had to compete against Uber. Now, these people are employees of a company. They literally have unions. They have all these other things. They get benefits. They get all these other right, things. But, right, right, But because what Uber and Lyft had done is just said, hey, we're the technology. We don't have this, you know, employment overhead. We don't yeah. pay for benefits. We don't pay for time off. We don't pay for, we don't pay for, we don't pay for. I didn't think they're about able the to taxis. charge lower rates than taxis. Right. And so what that has done is that's undercut the taxi market uh, in a way that it just, in a way that they can't keep up. It just clicked in my head. California, California's attempt to protect the taxis is affecting the gig workers negatively. It's and potentially affecting all independent contractors. And if that goes federal, that could be an then, issue for all gig work all over the place. And and all independent contractors, because Ooh. I may, you know, there are people out there, they are independent contractors. They only work for one organization. Yeah. No, and I that's all that. they ever do. That's all they ever do. And, and wow. what this law attempts to codify is that, Hey, if that's all you do is work for this organization, you're an employee. But if I don't want to be an employee and I want to be an independent contractor, then 
this potentially could screw up that relationship because what that ends up doing is number one, that takes the value that I make and lessens it because the corporation is going to value what I do differently. Yeah. They're, if I'm an employee, then they're going to codify me as an employee and I'm going to end up getting paid a lower rate. Yeah, sure. Maybe I'll have benefits. Maybe I'll, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they'll take care of my taxes. That's other work that I won't have to do. But if I'm making really good money, they're going to value what I do compared to all these other industries and what they pay. And that value could be considerably lower bring home than what I'm bringing home now. Right. And so now I've effectively gone backwards because of this law. Yeah. Okay. That's now I think if they made it, if they made it a lot more specific and targeted this idea of the tech gig work industry, Mm -hmm. I think it would make more sense because the way that this has played out is far more abusive because what this has done is this, you know, this competition, the idea should have been that the platforms were competing to get people to drive for them. Instead, these people are, people are literally on multiple platforms doing this. Of course they are. But, but they're now competing for all of these other jobs with all of these other people. Yeah. And so instead you have people that are taking smaller like you have people that'll take the big gigs first but then you what you have is more people competing for smaller tips yeah for something that you know is really just kind of fucking gross well yeah if you got to drive 20 miles you know, with somebody's ways. groceries to deliver them and they give you a four dollar tip that's paying for your gas these days you know what i mean right which is why if you're going to use these platforms Make sure you tip your driver. Don't, yeah. don't, don't be a dick about that. Agreed. And don't use DoorDash. Like use Instacart. DoorDash puts so many fees on your shit. Your Big Mac will cost you twenty bucks, but you could literally well, buy the hamburger meat and the buns for five and have a fresh meal when it arrived. <laughs> well, and and then on top of that, one of the other things that you have to keep in mind is is that you know all of like everybody sees all of these different fees that are attached that's literally just the fees for the tech platform yeah unless right. it is unless it is absolutely stated where some states have codified laws it's like you have to have a minimum that you pay in mm-hmm. order for these orders like and they'll lay that out oh yeah they'll lay out what is a what is a driver fee and versus what is the platform fee uh but even still like most of the time those those quote-unquote drivers fees are like three bucks yeah well the app fee on doordash is four bucks 3.99 and then there's the taxes and then yeah there's the the driver fee i don't have a problem tipping the driver seven eight bucks that's fine it's just no and that's the thing is the driver fee is different from the tip yeah and that's what most people don't think about they're like oh well it's got the driver fee included i don't have to do okay well if you ordered something on the opposite side of town Mm -hmm. and they've got to spend 15 minutes getting to you right like that's that three bucks hardly compensates that's right that's right exactly and then the tip there's no tip and then people People will say, I didn't get my order or I got my order wrong just to get the free food. But that affects the driver like that. That affects mm-hmm. the driver's score and the um, the pickups they can make. Like my friend Sherry works for Inst- worked for Instacart and people did that all the time. I didn't get my groceries. Well, I took a picture of it right there. But then it's Sherry's picture in word against the customer. You know what I mean? Well, and that's where a lot of these, uh, that's what a lot of these organizations have started doing yeah. is, is that they've started requiring that, you know, the drivers take all the pictures, mm-hmm. make sure like, you know, everything is on their, like, it's, it's, it's weird how, you know, some platforms do it. Some platforms don't, yeah. some platforms are like, Hey, look, you know, it's on the restaurant if they screwed it up mm-hmm. because in the time of COVID, what happened is they sealed the food right. so the driver couldn't inspect and make sure that everything was there that's with the right. order that's they, right. they they couldn't do that and 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 to me that makes sense is i you know i'm asking somebody to pick something up for me i'm not asking them to thumb through my fucking food right i think it's kind of gross to have open delivered food you know what i mean so that's one of those things where it's like uh, you know there are i there are different expectations with this like like I like, unless my driver straight up fucking forgot a bag, it's like, you know, and that's in a, on the receipt. It's like, here, the bag one of two, bag two right, of two. Right, I only right. get one bag. Okay. Well then that's on the driver. Cause they didn't pick up bag two. Right. But 
if, uh, if, you know, I ordered a large bag of food and you know, the restaurant forgot my fucking fries, that's on them. That's on the restaurant. I don't think the driver's at fault for that No, because I don't want the driver thumbing through my fucking order. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, thank you for listening to public access America. My name has been Jason. Is your name still Jeffrey? Yeah. Yeah. And we've been here talking all week. We will be back next Thursday to um, have more discussions. I got a couple more candidates to talk about. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Podcast, Stitcher, Stitcher, Stitcher Radio, Smart Radio, 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 Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Public Access Public America. Access history America. in the making. Making history in the making. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.